Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, September 18th. We have got She-Hulk reviews, we have got news has come through, and we are celebrating our one year of, of podcasting. Look at Woo! us. So yeah, it's exciting. I think this is an accomplishment, man. I think this is great. I think it's yeah, just it very, is. it's very overwhelming. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I'm just like it's overwhelmingly good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get you there. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> It'll be all right. All right. Y'all want to do she-Hulk review first, or y'all want to run through the news real quick? Uh, I want to run through the news, but before that, can I just add a couple no. of things real quick <laughs> from last week? It, it's just a little, uh, I want to correct myself. Man-Thing was not from New Orleans. He's uh, from the Florida Everglades. Florida Everglades. Yeah, he's from the Florida Everglades. That is really hard for me to say tonight. He's from the Florida <laughs> Everglades. And we wanted to, this is slightly getting into She-Hulk, but we wanted to know if there were like different VFX studios doing different things. And we yeah. said we would look it up. I have looked up all five episodes, right? I think there's five episodes that have aired so far. They don't specifically say who works on what, but there is, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six VFX studios. There's Trickster, Soho VFX, Digital Domain, Capital T, The Third Floor, and, of course, Weta, which is a very well-known one. I arguably say they're the new Industrial Light and Magic. But, anywho, I could not tell who worked on what because they don't, like I said, they don't credit that. But it would appear maybe that is the reason why she looks good in some and looks bad in the other. That's a, a lot of different studios. <laughs> yes, to me, that would make complete sense only yeah. because like each studio would then only have to build one model essentially and then be able to make those models do the walkthroughs and stuff like that. And so you could have one studio that has the hair up and that seems to be where we get most of the problems is when it's in a lighted area and her hair is up. Right. And that's most of the time in the office, in the courtroom, things like that where she gets referred to as Shrek, which I thought was hilarious in this week's episode. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah, I, th I think that's got a lot to do with it, honestly. Just in my opinion, I know nothing, but I don't know. That's kind of where I'm going. Yeah. So, uh, something else that pertains to last week's episode that's like slightly news or whatever, I just thought was hilarious. So, Madison, two N's and a Y, but not where you think it is. Uh, she was actually at a con, uh, the Edmonton Expo here, like how, like a week this last weekend or something like that. And her name is Patty Guggenheim. And yeah, she was up there signing autographs and stuff like that. So Mad <laughs> Madison has made it, I guess. Now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I had seen on Reddit that someone had went up and talked with her. She apparently lives in Chris Hemsworth's old apartment in like yes. LA and still receives like mail from him <laughs> <laughs> or for him, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody that I'm friends with on Instagram, he took a uh, a long pop figure 
and had her sign it. And then a She-Hulk action figure and had her sign that as well. So <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I thought it was That's great. Awesome. <sighs> All right. Let's see. Jeremy, you brought us some news. You want to present that? Oh, I forgot I did. I, I'm, no, like, <laughs> I, I'm so used to not having like, anything at all. Uh, <laughs> but actually, I actually, to surprise you, I have two. And uh, oh, so, yes. One is I saw that Disney has pushed the movie that was supposed to be released in February of 24 to, I think it said September. And so they, I think, it, yeah, it was February, it was 24, right? I think it was. I believe so, yeah. Should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they weren't going to start recording for it. But, you know, there was speculation that that movie was going to be Deadpool 3. And so because of the release date and the previous ones, they got, they got released on February as well. Uh, so it's got pushed it to September. They say it still could possibly be Deadpool 3. They're still leaning towards that just because of, Ryan Reynolds uh, activities and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It'd be be interesting to see which that one actually is and see what the reasoning was behind that. Yeah. Like D23 to me was a bit of a letdown as far as Marvel goes. I want to know like when, when are they going to announce these other titles and you know, what are they? Cause rumors were, was going about that. One of them was going to be, uh, Tom Holland announcing, you know, the next Spider-Man set of trilogy movies, but none of that came to fruition. Like that was from one of the like leakers that are always out on Twitter. So yeah, I'm just very curious. Obviously, Deadpool three, you know, is happening. It's been announced a while back, so clearly maybe that's one of them. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to know. Like, what are those? It's like three or four untitled ones. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about Young Avengers and all the other possibilities of new teams coming in, a, a mutants movie possibly. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm ready to see what those other ones are. So I don't think them pushing, you know, if it is Deadpool three, I don't see that necessarily affecting the slate big. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. Right. So especially if they're just like, Hey, we're just going to push one back. Yeah. Like it's, you know, now maybe they're spacing out so they don't get a bunch of people like firing at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Or it's like here in two weeks, we'll get another one that's pushed back. And then another month, we'll get another one that's pushed back. Then I might be like, okay, (laughs) yeah, y'all should have just ripped the mandate off. We'd have been done talking about it by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. What else you got? What's your Uh, other one? My my other one, just to, it's not really like news breaking thing, but like it was released that Robert Downey Jr. is going to, you know, voice Iron Man for the What If season two. Oh, is he really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that confirms if he's going to be voicing the, like, Iron Man AI and Ironheart. That's where my mind went straight to. Like, if they've worked out a voice deal. Yeah. Jeremy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, one of the biggest things with Riri is that she actually had, like, an interact, like, basically what Friday was. Like, she had a holographic Tony Stark as like her Friday, essentially. And like, you'd see his holographic body walking around in the comic books and stuff like that. And it was like Tony's mind though. So, but they don't have to go the whole Tony's Tony's put his mind in a a computer system. Like they can just sit there and say he uploaded his 
I guess in the comics, he uploaded his consciousness or whatever, but they don't have to go that route. They could just make it as like a program and just him be like, yeah. look, I can only give you so many possibilities here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that would be that, that opens up the door for that. So that would be super awesome if that happened. I don't, like a lot of people are like, oh, that'll take away. It'll take away from what he did if, if we see him. Like, I think if you do it strictly as if he comes out and says sarcastically at one point in time, I didn't upload my consciousness. Like, yeah. if he does that, I think it solidifies that, like, we're just seeing a program. Like, it's not him coming back. So, yeah. Also, those people should shut up because every single person that's ever died <laughs> in the comics has come back just about. So, like, <laughs> like that's just canon. Like, at this point. Yeah. Um, it is, but that's such a moving scene. Like, I agree. I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that, like, to to say, like, oh, it takes away. No, it doesn't. It's still a very heartfelt, warming send-off to a character. But if he comes back in voice only, it's not going to take away from that scene. Yes. Yes, if he comes back in voice only. Yes. I'm just saying, if, like, if you leave the door open for him to upload his consciousness to a suit or a body or something like that. And then we get Tony Stark, Iron Man back. Like then it's like, okay, there's no stakes. And you know, that's like the biggest complaint we have with Moon Knight. Like him, Moon Knight was not supposed to be invincible. And then they made him that way. And it's like, okay, well there's, what's the point of watching? Cause he can't die. <laughs> so, yeah. but that's just my stance. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So something else I'm excited about and somebody returning since we're talking about that. Keanu Reeves as Constantine. Like, I love that movie, number one. And I think it's a huge, like, awesome play on WB's part to do that. Just because Keanu's fucking killing it. Yeah. And, like, anything he does, everybody loves, except maybe Bill and Ted here, the newest one. But still, like, the the Wick stuff and whatnot like that, like, I don't know. I think this is a great play by WB if they go through with it. Yeah, I I agree. I like the movie as well. I know a lot of Constantine fans hate that movie because it's just like it's Constantine in name only. But yeah, I still really enjoy it. As a matter of fact, like, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, my wife hadn't seen that movie. And I was like, what? So I like made her watch. It. <laughs> um, Did she like she, it? Yeah, she actually enjoyed it because she likes okay. like supernatural. De- I mean, we watched literally the entire series of supernatural she loves that <laughs> that stuff she eats it up yeah i i'm excited for this news and like pleasantly like surprised by uh <laughs> hearing this because i like i think in the article it said it's yeah it's a 17 year old movie and wow. the original the first one is yeah dang and one that makes me feel old because i remember seeing that in theaters <laughs> and two the it's just weird that WB was just like, hey, this 17 year old movie that has a cult following because it does. We're just going to make a sequel to it randomly. That's so unheard of nowadays. Oh, yeah. I think it's a solid movie. Honestly, I don't understand the beef that people that con- like I'm a Constantine fan. And like, it's not it's not hardcore Constantine. But like, you know, he's a magician. He's like. Yeah, he's dabbled in the arts and stuff like that. It doesn't take him back. You can't see him as a punk rocker or nothing like that. But I mean, it's for me, it was close enough and not like cheesy. You know what I mean? In the sense of how they could have done it kind of thing. I think so. 
I think a lot of it is they wanted like the trench coat, how he's like a British person. He actually, uh, his name is, you know, Constantine and not Constantine. Because I think that's something specifically he says in some form of media. It's like, it's Constantine, not Constantine. And <laughs> then uh, also he's got like the blonde hair. He's supposed to look like, um, uh, gosh, is it Mick Jagger? I can't remember who it is. Uh, no, it's a punk rocker. Is it a punk rocker? I thought he was supposed to... He was modeled after... Is either Mick Not Jagger... Billy Idol, is it? Uh, maybe it is Billy Idol. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anywho, someone... The Constantine fans are sharpening their pitchforks and torches <laughs> and lighting up their torches. So, um, but yeah, that's the that's the most complaint I see about that movie online. I, I love it, though. Like, uh, Tilda Swinton's in the movie. She plays Gabriel. Yes! I love that, like, rendition of this like because Tilda Swinton's very androgynous like you can't tell if she's man or female and I love that like take on an angel it's really cool and then um ah, I can't remember the actor's name that played one of the demons but anyway he's really cool as well it's a cool movie if you haven't seen it check it out I think it's on HBO Max it's not a real long movie it's got Rachel Weisz in it uh, from The Mummy and yeah I'll definitely check it out then. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He was giving me this look. He was giving me a look. <laughs> we should, like, I know it's not, I guess it could be, honestly, a a, a movie that you didn't know was a comic book, but like, yeah. we should honestly do a, does it hold up? Well, I didn't know it was a comic. Yeah, I was, that was going to be one of my suggestions for <laughs> movies you didn't know were comics, but I feel like most people would know that, but thank you for, for answering that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Especially with like his his presence on, you know, he had his own TV show and then his presence on Legends of Tomorrow. Like they've tried to get him out there as a DC character. So you would think people that watch that kind of stuff would know. You know what I mean? But I guess like Jerry, you're not really a DC guy though, Jerry. It doesn't seem like anyways. So it kind of makes sense for you not to know that. I Yeah, I mean, really the only reason I'm not a DC guy it's just because we most of the stuff has been about Marvel that we've talked about and uh, yeah and all the DC movies haven't been that great (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's funny with with a few exceptions but their uh, their animated division is always on point I think yeah top notch most of the DC animated movies are great and are more accurate to what the comics are than any of the movies are. So I'm sorry. There's certain people that have hangups that are like, oh, cartoons are for children. Uh, these are absolutely not for children in a lot of ways. Go check them out. They're really freaking awesome. Then quit watching superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like on one of the Green Lantern animated movies, like one of the first, like in the fi- first five minutes, you see somebody die. And in in, like every time you see a ring flying, you know that somebody has died. Yeah. Like in, as a kid, you have to eventually pick up on that. You know what I mean? Like that's why I've not let my son watch these. Like most of the Green Lantern animated stuff, like they even made one for Cartoon Network that at times I was questionable because you would see that ring fly off. And I'm sitting here knowing like what's happened. But I'm like, does he does he know yet? Like, has he caught on to that yet? Yeah. So is that the one? Is that the one that's like partly CGI? Like it's all it's like, like low res models. 
it's like all it's all like CGI and like square body okay. kind of. Yeah, I watched it's that. It's a good series. Yeah, I watched that one a lot. It was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it went two seasons. So, yeah. I like it. It's a good I mean, I think you could do you could do a Green Lantern TV show based off of that just that alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had the Red Lanterns in there. It had the uh uh the Anti-Monitor as one of the villains in there as well. Like yeah. there was a lot of cool stuff in that one cartoon. <laughs> it had uh Larfleas. I remember it Larfy, a uh, Larf uh, the Orange Lantern <laughs> guy. <laughs> Larfleas. It had him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an easy lantern core. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. It's just one guy. <laughs> All right. Here's one guy that may people may not want to see come back, and that is Wesley Snipes as Blade. Okay. The rumor mill is is that we're gonna get Wesley Snipes Blade in Secret Wars as, as, as Richard sitting here shaking his head. No, what do y'all think about this? Uh I'll I'll do mine before we get lost in too much of a rant. But I'll say I, I'm not. I, it doesn't bother me too much. He it wasn't like Blade. Those those whole three. It wasn't. It was okay. And that's that's saying a lot coming from me. Like usually, usually that kind of stuff I'm pretty pretty good with. But it, it's just a kind of a mediocre movie. Nothing nothing really to write home about. I hope they don't use him really honestly as Blade. Just because I I would like to have somebody different just my better but well the the reason they would use him is because he'd be a variant like Mahersha Ali is Blade like that's who is Blade in the MCU so like that's locked ready to go loaded this would be like we get to a battle world situation or something like that in the Secret Wars movie and you see multiple versions of the same characters coming out and they start using multiple versions from like different movies and stuff like that coming out so you'd see Grandpa Blade come out then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still looks very young. He does. For his age. But uh, anyway. Well, I, that's basically most of what I had. So okay. you're, you're welcome to take off. <laughs> yeah. I think this is... It's okay if it's just a cameo. Cameo, I'm fine with. I think it's weird to reference that just because... I like Blade 1 and 2. 3 is fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> to, to, I don't know. Like, this is another one of those, like, they're wanting to get us hyped. Like, you know, when Professor, a- or, or excuse me, when Patrick Stewart shows up as Professor X yes. in Multiverse of Madness and John Krasinski is, you know, a Mr. Fantastic. They're trying to do that, but I don't yeah. think it's going to get a response like they want to because, like... Don't get me wrong, Blade has its moment in time when superhero movies were bad. It was a decent movie. Honestly, one and two are pretty great for its time. But, you know, now that time has moved on, it's kind of cheesy and hokey. And to call back to that is very strange to me. But I'm fine with it for the most part, as long as he doesn't show back up like in the actual Blade movie as like a new mentor for Blade. Like, in other words, he's not <laughs> oh. playing Blade. He's he's playing like Wesker or something. That would really irritate me. <laughs> yeah, I I would, like like I said, from what I keep hearing, it, it would be a Secret Wars kind of thing. And I hope they bring any and everybody they can back for Secret Wars. Like, regard, like even the dude, uh, Miles Teller, uh, okay. I I hope I hope we see his Reed Richards, and here is why: 
I hope he turns into the maker. Like, that's what I want yeah. them to use him for. Like, he has played some bad roles in some bad movies. Like, the Divergent series, he was a character in that. That was just a bad series of movies. The Fantastic Four, that was just a bad movie. I don't think him as an actor, though, is really bad. Like, him playing Goose, his son, in the new Maverick movie, like Top Gun Maverick, he did really, really good in that movie. That movie was a really good movie. Yeah. So, like, I would love to see a Marvel movie as him is the maker, like the Reed Richards maker. I could see him being that and I could I could see him playing a bad guy. So I'd love to see that. I would I would love to see the maker come into the MCU. Absolutely. It's an interesting idea to have an evil Reed Richards. I don't mind him playing it. Um, I don't like Miles Teller personally. I just don't <laughs> like him. I, I, he, I will admit he is good in things such as the new Top Gun. What is the, what's the one with him and, uh, gosh, the guy, oh man, I'm having a senior moment. Uh, he <laughs> plays like a, a drummer or he's a musicianist and he's got the guy that's from, um, guy from Portal. He plays the newest version of Commissioner Gordon. Uh, he's the voice oh, of the yellow M&M. Jo- <laughs> yeah, the guy, the, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Keep going. Anyway, he's in a movie with him and I can't think of that movie. Anywho, that movie is great, and he's great in it. I absolutely want to see the maker. I don't think we'll see him in Secret Wars. I think they're going to do a Council of Reeds. Absolutely. They're going to do some form of Council of Reeds and have bring back like Krasinski, and you could bring back uh, What's-His-Face from the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four and the Miles Teller Fan4Stick movie. Yes, yes, absolutely. J.K. Simmons, by the way, I just looked it up. That's it, yeah, So J.K. Simmons. I knew it was J. something. Um, I agree with you. I agree. Totally a Council of Reeds. It seems like a no-brainer. Like, you're going to have a Council of Kings. Why would you not have a Council of Reeds? And the other reason I think we're going to get the maker is because Marvel is known for the first movie outing that you have, you face your exact opposite. So Iron Man, Iron Monger. Black Panther, Kill Panther. Like oh, God. it, it is it is one <laughs> one for one freaking Ant Man Yellow Jacket like uh Hulk Abomination. I mean, you can just you can keep going with this. Like it is one for one. So yeah, I, the Fantastic Four don't pull out. You know who? Like everybody's expecting Doom or Annihilus or something like that. No, the first movie pull out the Maker. You've already set them up using Secret Wars. Here you go. Boom. Actually, Fantastic Four is before Secret Wars. So. That might actually may help go into Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, just since we brought up Doom, I didn't send this to y'all, but I just read before we got on here, and I can't credit the person, so I apologize, but it's rumored that they have casted Doom, and it's rumored that it's supposedly Ryan Gosling. So I don't... Oh, wow. I don't know if that's true, but it comes from a source that usually has, like, reliable sources. And uh, we'll see in the future if that turns out to be true. I've heard the people are talking about him coming to the MCU, but I hadn't heard anything as far as like him signing on. That's super dope if it's true. Yeah. Or if it comes out to be true. So just real quick before we get into the review, we had two books that hit record highs, CGC books. We had an action comics number one CGC uh, 9.6. No, what was it? I think it was a 9.8. No, it was a 6.0. Oh. 6.0. The action comics number one was a 6.0. And it sold for $3.4 million. All right. That's crazy. <laughs> and then we had 
a uh, this is the other one I sent you, Jeremy. This is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Captain America 117. Uh, this is the first appearance of Sam Wilson's Falcon. It sold for it sold at a heritage auction for seventy eight thousand uh, dollars. The previous record for this one was back in 2016 for ten grand. That's so. insane. <laughs> you, whoever bought that just made sixty six thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, sixty eight thousand dollars. Sorry, minus whatever wow. cut. So yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see Sam Will. Like it's no, it's no. The the Action Comics number one is a new record for that book, but I'm glad to see the Sam Wilson book actually making moves because his books have been silent for so long. Yeah, that like it's good to actually see those start to actually progress and get up. So because like the Captain America 25, where he first becomes Captain America. Nobody gives a shit about that book right now and has not given a shit about that book for a while. And so I've been buying them whenever I see them. Then I'll buy them for like 20 and 30 bucks because like they're at some point in time, they're bound to hit like. Yeah. So yeah, they may jump up real high, you know, in the next 10 years or so. Yeah. I mean, especially like, like we're guaranteed, like we're getting, you know, new world order. Yeah. So if that comes to be like a bop, like those things are going to go stupid, I think. So. We'll see. <laughs> All right. She-Hulk. Was this episode five? Yes. Yes. Episode five. Titled Mean Green and Straight Poured Into These Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which apparently was part of her like dating profile that she had along with she's looking for a man with a strong back and a reinforced <laughs> oh king size bed. I love yeah. that. I, I, no, I, lo- I love the when when Ma- Mallory Book says that, it cuts to Jen, and she's just smi- she's just she doesn't make any emotion other than she's just smiling at the judge, like, but has this look like, please God kill me, <laughs> like, it's so funny. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, meters guys, what do you got? Uh, I'll say I was uh, pleasantly whelmed on this one as well. At first, I was kind of like, oh man, is this kind of a a throwaway episode, but it it, it kind of had a slow start to me. But then it it definitely it was it was just a fun fun little episode, and I liked seeing her get get embarrassed or whatever in the in the courtroom and just having those little moments here there. Like I said, it was kind of a slow start, but I still enjoyed it. All right, then, Richard, what do you got? Uh, I too was pleasantly whelmed by this episode. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I like seeing you know. Basically, She-Hulk, you know, trying to get her, you know, name back from Titania. And also, this now establishes that the MCU has its own Edna mode as the drip broker. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if you don't know who that is, that's the uh, fashion designer or the super suit designer for uh, The Incredibles from the movie The Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, I got some more info on the drip broker as we get into it. But... My, I was like, like, whelmed dipping into the underwhelmed on this episode. I just, this was not for me. I was not like, there's parts that I really liked and I really enjoyed, but as a whole, I was just like, meh. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was in that meh area that's like right in between this very small gap in between underly whelmed and whelmed. That's me in meh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, real quick synopsis of this episode. 
Titania files lawsuits against Jen because of the she has trademarked the name She-Hulk to use for her beauty appliances. We have a courtroom battle against against the two. And also we have Nikki and Pug trying to get some sneakers and also get a interview with the drip broker to get Jen some clothes. That's it. <laughs> That's the episode. And it was a short one as well. And yeah. We don't know for sure if she got the clothes or not. Apparently got them, but didn't see them yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she at the end of the episode, she's trying them on. Yeah. Like we'll see. I guarantee you we'll see the scene where she jumps out and like has like the sneakers and the super suit on. That'll probably be next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this being a short episode. I've been doing this for all the episodes, so I might as well continue. <laughs> the actual, we didn't get a post-credit scene, so... Which was uh, odd. Of course, the ending kind of was the post-credit yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the total runtime without a post-credit scene is 23 minutes, 9 seconds, which last week was 28, 7 seconds. So, anyway. <laughs> so this is the, like the second shortest episode that we've had? Yeah, I believe so. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't jot that down. I'll make sure to do that next week. But yeah, I believe so. Because <laughs> I think the first one was like twenty-one minutes and yeah. forty-eight seconds or something like that. So yeah. I say, it seems like we're running like an average of like twenty-five minutes over the whole season. Mm-hmm. It'd be like an average around twenty-five. Like I said, it's like a sitcom. Yeah. So with commercials, when you add the commercials in, yeah. it makes it longer. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and just tell y'all some stuff that I didn't like. And because it bothers me, uh, uh-huh. Titania is extra is what I wrote down. I can't stand her makeup. I can't stand the shit that she wears. She bothers me. I cannot stand this woman. And, I, and I'm tired of her being on the show. Yes. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Michael. But I think that's the point of her, because originally they said that she's supposed to be like a Kim Kardashian type superhero, Ugh. which is a complete like change of who Titania is in the comics. But she clearly invokes that like annoying, uh, what do they call it? Influencer. If they were, if that's what they were going for, there was rumors of freaking them. Like Kim Kardashian is thrown out there. She wanted to be in MCU. Go ahead and make her Titanium. Just be done with it. Just go ahead and get the whole influence of it out. And that way we don't have to worry about her being anybody else, but Titania. And that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't do that. I hate <laughs> Kim Kardashian, so I, just, I don't want her in the MCU. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, that's funny. Real quick, since we're talking about Titania, I love at the beginning that makeup commercial that starts like at the very beginning of the episode. It reminds me of like a Derek Zoolander joke because it's like <laughs> the makeup commercial keeps like repeating like strength is beauty and beauty is strength. And it keeps saying, like, own who you are. And you hear, like, Titania say, like, I own who I am. And it's just funny because, you know, she's obviously stealing the, the name She-Hulk. But it reminded me of that. If you've ever seen Zoolander, there's, like, a commercial for Zoolander doing something for, like, a cologne or something. And he's like, moisture is the essence of wetness. And wetness is the essence of beauty. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny uh, real quick since you brought that I think that the, the synopsis of this episode her having to fight to get the trademark of her name is so funny because of like how we've already discussed like her as a character coming about mm-hmm. like do you think this is a, like this is totally what that's a reference to yes 
<laughs> yeah, I think they're they're being super meta in a show that breaks the fourth wall. They're being absolutely meta here, where it's like the whole point of the character being created was to make sure that they had the rights before someone else did. Yeah, yeah. What you got, Jeremy? Oh no, I just that just made me think about. I, I realize now what you were saying. Like, we're a few weeks ago, we were talking about how they just kind of did this, so then nobody or was it back? You were talking about back the originally whenever She Hulk was made, they wanted just to spit it out real quick, so then nobody could have have that, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, some other things that I hate is <laughs> Nikki and Pug go to the the little bakery or whatever, a little coffee shop, and basically, uh, boba tea. Yeah, yeah, basically telling people that we are not cops is the equivalent of like wearing hoodies in the MCU. Like nobody <laughs> knows. Like it's like oh okay, because cops wouldn't say I'm not a cop. Like yeah. I don't know. It just, I was like, really? That whole, I feel like that whole scene, like something was cut or so, cause it was so, it was so weird and awkward. And I think it was, it was meant to be funny because like he comes up and he's like, my boy Alonzo sent me. And he's like, oh, and he writes down like the name. He's like, Alonzo, okay, what, what do you want for your order? He's like, no, I don't think you understand. Alonzo sent me. And he's like, this is a boba cafe. What do you want? <laughs> and he's like, I need to speak to the drip broker. And then she, you know, like you said, they, she says like in Chinese, we're not cops. And he's like, I'm not Chinese. But then awkwardly like walks in the back and then comes out from another area. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, something, I don't know what was supposed to be funny in that scene, but it fell flat for me. Well, it, it goes hand in hand with, you know, when they finally do get to the door of the drip broker and they they make the deal to get the 15 minutes, you know, consultation right and then they start dancing i was like oh this is so predictable like why mm -hmm. even have this joke here like because this show to me like me and my son watch it and he may think it's funny but I, i'm totally like i i hated it i hated yeah. it just because i was like they start dancing i'm like oh he's gonna say i can still see you and then what does he say i can still see you and i'm like oh, <laughs> yeah great appreciate y'all that was original i feel so bad now because i'm shitting all over it <laughs> <laughs> real quick before we move on just because in that scene is the QR code and the timestamp is 6 minutes 55 seconds it is where Pug and Nikki enter the Boba Cafe to meet with Alonzo to you know uh, have a meeting with the drip broker it's right underneath a piece of art hanging on a column uh, it takes you to a free copy of Dan Slott's 2004 She-Hulk number 10 and the reason why this issue came up is it is a entire issue devoted to Titania and like her origin. It's actually quite interesting. I read it. The, the issue deals with a mysterious person showing up wanting to find a person that hates She-Hulk she -Hulk the most and begs the Watcher for this information, which it's not Uwatu the Watcher. It is a Watcher named Zoma. And the Watcher tells this mysterious person that Titania is who he seeks and then proceeds to tell him all about Titania's origin. And Oh, wow. Yeah, this mysterious person is Trico Slatterus. He is a uh, champion that She-Hulk fought like way back in the day. And yeah, anyway, it's a cool read. As a matter of fact, 
I'm probably going to like read all of this Dan slot once the series is over with, just because <laughs> this issue alone really intrigued me. Because you find out that one of the watchers, the the this particular watcher Zoma, has a vendetta against She Hulk because he or she essentially like banished one of his cousins, another watcher, and I looked up why, and it's essentially this watcher like was watching a group of aliens that were super like private so they decided to sue him and, <laughs> and she <Hulk laughs> ends up representing them <laughs> and <laughs> he loses in like a space court it's fucking hilarious <laughs> that is funny <laughs> I keep, like, I saw, for the first time, I saw, well, not the first time, I saw the the QR code, and I was like, I'm going to scan this just so I can check it out real quick. I could not get it to scan for the life of me. I don't know what the trick is, but I could not get it to do it. Yeah, I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That is something I run into all the damn time. I don't <laughs> know why it's so hard to scan it in certain like scenes, I can't do it on my TV. I have to do it on my uh, monitor screen and it works fine. Okay. But okay. the good news is if you just save that link, that, that it, they just change the issue that's free. If you just load up that same link every week when the new uh, episode comes out, it, it just updates. So oh, wow. I don't worry about scanning it anymore. I just look to find it so I can tell people what the timestamp is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, last thing I think I had a problem with was they made such an emphasis on She-Hulk getting superhero clothing to go to court and she doesn't even get the clothing till the very end of the episode yep. when the yeah. court battle's already over. <laughs> I was just like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. That's what I said that about the we don't know if she got sued or not and what it looks like. But yeah, they, they made a big, huge ordeal about it and left nothing. I mean, that's like half the episode is Nikki and Pug going in yeah. to get the, the, the consultation and then Mallory making a big deal about how she looks and stuff like that and she needs to not dress that way. And then we don't even get the outfit to the end. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. Like they were saying, you know, I love the joke Mallory says about like, you need to dress like you respect yourself and not like a football player pleading to no contest to a DUI. But yeah, they, they specifically were like, Oh, we're going to, you know, work on you getting a better outfit. So when you appear in court, you'll look nice. But then she does like all that settled and she doesn't get it until the end of the episode. Yeah. I, I noticed that as well on my rewatch. I love the, the reference talking about She Hulk's looks, Titania. One of the first things she says to her in courtroom is she called her Shrek. Yeah, and I was like that's what we're all called with yeah. her right now. Yeah. With the animation yeah. and everything, like yes, mm -hmm. she's Shrek. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. So something else. So something I love. All right, uh, I love Pug. I think he's awesome, and yeah. I love that he's a sneakerhead on top of that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That whole interaction between him and, and Nikki and just how he's like, okay, I can't pretend I came over here just to hang out. Like, I need a favor. <laughs> and, just, yeah. and they're back and forth. I just love that. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I just wrote down, like, 
hugs the sneaker head, and then the line, <laughs> one to rock and one to stock. <laughs> yes! Yes, that's my man. Yes. I know. I, I, I could totally relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was like, you know, we didn't really get like a, a true, like, a stinger on this episode. Mm-hmm. But we got, you know, something really, really hype at the very end of the episode that we'll talk about. And then, during the, like, to pertain to Pug and his sneakerheads, and him being a sneakerhead, uh, we got like a, a drawing of like him. Is that his closet or is that him going to buy shoes? Like, what is that? Yeah, there at the end. Yeah, yeah, and the watercolors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the like stylized in credits with the courtroom sketching. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna. I guess since we're here, we'll talk about it. But during that, are, what I want to ask y'all are: Are these canon? Like, is what we see in those sketchings? actual canon for the MCU and the She-Hulk universe. Because if that's the case, this is implying that these sneakers are created after some characters that aren't in the MCU yet. Right. So I'm just going to, for our listeners, if you, I did not write the timestamp for when it pops up, but when you see at the end of the credits and you see Pug showing off the Iron Man 3s, to Nikki. Yes. By the way, to answer your question, I believe this is his closet because he mentions how he has a huge collection of like really nice sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the Iron Man 3s did look really cool. Yes. I, right? <laughs> so going from left to right, top to bottom, we, we see a, I believe it's a Jack of Hearts themed sneaker or maybe it's a Gambit sneaker. It doesn't really look like Gambit's color palette. It looks more like the Jack of Hearts. But anyway, moving on, we have Hawkeye. Then we have Juggernaut, Doctor Strange. We have Falcon, Sam Wilson, The Hulk, Frogman, or Doctor Doom. It's really hard to tell. It kind of looks like Doctor Doom, but it also kind of looks like Frogman, which also he makes a slight appearance in this episode as well. The next one is Frogman. He does? Yeah, he's going to be in the show. Um, when Nikki and She-Hulk walk in to meet, where is it? I wrote it down. Luke Jacobson, the drip broker. Yeah. There's a guy that walks past them. He's in the credits. They mention him in the credits. He's the, uh, he's Frogman. Oh, okay. I was huh. wondering who that was. It had to be somebody. So mm-hmm. cool. Which I'm wondering if the next episode is the Frogman episode, since he's mentioning this. Maybe Dare. Maybe the reason Daredevil's here. Obviously, Daredevil's here. Anyway, spoilers. Let me get back to the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> let me get back to the shoes. Yeah, we so we see Frogman, Wolverine, Shatterstar is who I'm saying. Everyone said Cable, but it doesn't have the. It's white and it's got a red symbol and. Shatterstar also has those like pouches on pouches on pouches like Cable does. Yes. I lost my place. Ah, Ghost Rider, Nova. There's one that's just all yellow. I'm assuming it's Professor X to be like his hover chair. <laughs> um, Bishop, Do they, uh, the uh, thing. I hope if they if it is like the like Professor X ones, I hope they, they're like wheelies. So then you can just be like gliding across I was the say floor. Wheelies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That actually would be cool. yeah so we see uh bishop the thing ben grimm deadpool speedball namer namer (laughs) namor the submariner green goblin vision silver surfer electro 
Captain Marvel. Woo! Okay, there we go. <laughs> Brie Larson. Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> Thor. Colossus. A Spider-Man. It looks like the Scarlet Spider by the coloring, but I just wrote down Scarlet Spider or Spider-Man. Black Panther. And then our boy Moon Knight. He's actually featured as a sneaker. He's just not in the M anymore. <laughs> That's where he's been. He's been upgraded. To some kicks. Apparently he's on the bottom rack, though. Yes. For the little kids. He's the very last one. I mean, they're, they're like church shoes. They're all white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. I, I was me and uh, me, the wife, and and my son were looking through them, trying to guess. He dressed one pair as being the Green Goblin. I was like, Nah, that doesn't look like right. So he might have been right the whole time. I was is the Speedball one that has like the little logo that's like a a V, but with like two dots or no three dots. Um, no, that's the Nova one. Okay, I was wondering where that logo came from. I was so, like, What? I don't, I I don't know if you can see that, but it's the one right over Pug's shoulder. The blue? Oh, the blue and yeah. the gold. Okay, yeah. yes. I can see it now. Yeah. Because it's got those like weird crackly like thing that his suit had. I got you. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, that's kind of what everybody was like. I saw the, the headlines about Deadpool, Deadpool. And I was expecting to see a Deadpool stinger. And then I was like, it's got to be the shoe. That's what everybody's talking about. Like, really? Y'all are putting that much weight into the shoe? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Like... It's it's enough to say that Ronald Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds has like done a deal. Like we're getting Deadpool, we know this, but really, that's what y'all are getting hyped about. So, I think it would be great if he did do a stinger for one of the episodes, just because they both break the fourth wall. But that yeah. would be the only reason why I'd want to see it. Yeah, same. I'm just hyped and trying to find where those Captain Marvel shoes are. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vans actually made some Captain Marvel shoes. Really? I yeah. think so. I don't know if it was Vans, but somebody did make some Captain Marvel shoes. All my Marvel, yeah, all my Marvel shoes that I have, like I have a pair of Spider-Mans, Iron Mans, and Wolverines, and they're all Vans. DC had a contract with Converse that, that I got Batman shoes and Joker shoes and, and Green Lantern shoes, and those are Converse. Huh. Hmm. So more than likely they're Vans. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some Captain Marvel shoes out there. So back to my question, though, like, this implies that those superheroes exist in the MCU because those shoes are made after those characters. Like, I don't know. To me, this this credit art, like, broke me. Like, it just broke the MCU for me. <laughs> like, I'm just like, uh, does, does that mean, you know, juggernauts in it already? Like, we've, there's already been a juggernaut. There's already been a Wolverine, you know, so on and so forth. Deadpool, bro. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be that surprising since we are in the 616 universe. So everybody's already yeah, there. But, okay. So it still doesn't, like, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to trigger me. It is not working. Like, it's, it doesn't, like, that doesn't even make sense if that's the case. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, so are these not canon? And I don't know. I know it's probably just done for fun and laughs. But at the same time, I was just like, all right, you're getting a little lackadaisical with your can, uh, canonical like timeline here. That's where we got our first appearance of Chet, so I'm just saying. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he says... Uh, that, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is a good question. I I really... that If it's not canon, then that's throws a whole other kink in things. So, 
or at least I, I don't know if the the end credits. I mean, that whole thing can be its own. I guess trying to treat it as its own like afterthought or something. Yeah, I kind of take them as just they're just fun little clippets because another yeah. scene in that same one is her holding up uh, an Avengers cup with lipstick on it as evidence and I'm like that was nothing like that was just a, it was just a fun little picture to throw up so that's what I kind of take him as yeah yeah no I agree like it was featured way back as well and I've been wondering what the Avengers thing was but I, I gotta okay so I don't know if y'all caught this when the Avengers like when they go and meet I don't know the the Boba Cafe guy and he reveals the like bootleg member um, or excuse me the bootleg merch they play the avengers theme but it's slightly altered because it's all bootleg <laughs> <laughs> i noticed it on my rewatch today and i was like oh that's slick i think that's so funny to me <laughs> i didn't notice that but what i loved about that scene was she said something about Nikki said something about taking a shirt and he is like a hat too. And she's like, of course I want to complete the ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I love that line. Yeah. There's some mugs that, that you see with all the Avengers on there. You, you see Thur. <laughs> Thur. <laughs> he has red hair and he wields a shovel instead of a hammer. <laughs> we see Hawk guy which is a reference to the Matt Fractions. Oh, yes! Yeah. With grills calling him Hawk Guy. Uh, he, on his, instead of an arrow, he has like a hawk talon as like the tip of the arrow. <laughs> um, I couldn't make out the Captain America one. It says Captain something. And then there's Hulk, H-O-L-K. He's purple <laughs> with green pants and has a mustache. <laughs> and then there's the Widow and the Iron Man one. And yeah, the Iron Man one, it's like they completely reversed the color scheme. Everywhere it's supposed to be red, it's gold. Everywhere it's supposed to be gold, <laughs> it's red. And he has like a down arrow as like his like arc reactor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So real quick, I do want to sit there. I did find some information about our drip broker. His name is Luke Jacobson. I think you mentioned that. Did you not just a second ago? Yeah. Richard? Mm-hmm. He's actually in the comic books. Yeah. His first appearance was Dakota North number one. So a super like deep dive because I didn't even know about that series anyways. But he appeared in like three out of the five issues. It was a limited series. And that's like it. That's all he's ever like shown up in, from what I can read and found out in the comic book. So he actually is a character. And he is a like a suit designer. Uh, I didn't look that far into it. I do think he is. I do think he's excited, but I didn't look that far into it. Yeah, he designs clothes from what I looked up. Uh, he's really obscure. He's also like an amalgam, and I should have wrote this down. Uh, there's a from a Spider-Man comic. There, they establish that there is like a guy that makes uh, superhero costumes for like the Avengers, for like Spider-Man and Captain America and all that. His name isn't Luke. It's a different name. I think they're like merging those two characters, though. Okay. That's, I'm cool with them. I'm, uh, I'm glad that they're doing that, honestly, with like some of these, like, like with Moon Knight. I'm glad we got Arthur Harrow because mm -hmm. even though he's not like what he was in the comic books, like they still used somebody that was nobody and did something with him. And I think Arthur Harrow was actually a decent character in that series. So 
I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with them doing stuff like that. I like it. Uh, and the best line from old loot, the drip broker, was I don't <laughs> I don't make basic shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Before we go into like the heavy hitter, is there anything else that anybody wants to say? Anything anybody liked about this episode? Yeah, I I do. There there's a couple things that I like. I like that. Um, when Mallory book is like, she's asking Jen about trademarking her pseudonym and she's like, well, Dr. Strange didn't have to do it or Thor. And she's like, you just listed <laughs> two people who use their actual name. <laughs> I just, I just find that funny. Like it, 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 to me, it was really funny. Um, we also see Todd again, Todd Phelps yes. shows back up the creepy, you know, you're a fascinating specimen, something he showed up twice now. I'm I'm wondering <laughs> if he's connected somehow. He's apparently a big uh big client is what he said. So it'd be interesting yeah, to see oh, if there's more to that. Yeah, thank you. You reminded me. I did not uh write this down, but that also answers our question about Megan the Stallion being signed by Jennifer Walters to be represented by her. So Todd doesn't have powers. So I guess the GLH and K can represent non-powered people because Todd doesn't have powers. No, yeah, I I completely think that they can. I mean, they represented Bukaki here the episode before that. <laughs> <laughs> Bukowski. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and like he he didn't have superpowers, but he was going up against somebody that had suit, you know, that the, the light elf. I thought Jen her like she and and Pug was actually in also in the superhero division with Jennifer. But I don't think it's established that Mallory is in the superhero division. So like it seems like this this firm has more than like just the they do more than just superhero cases. Yeah, that is true. And he said that like his his favorite lawyer or whatever was Mallory. Like it wasn't it wasn't Jennifer signing on Todd. It was it was Mallory. So yeah, it's to me it's still odd that she was signing on Megan the Stallion. Yeah. But I I think it'd be funny to have some kind of superpower. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she's Dazzler. Who knows? <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Dazzler is a pop star in the freaking Marvel universe, and that's what like she has mutant powers and stuff like that, but that's what she's known for is being a pop star. So oh, okay. Yeah. Especially she's, in the uh, X-Men comics. If you once again, Jeremy, if you would play the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of references to her in that game. Yeah. Um, I, the last thing I I liked is at the very beginning when they go to that like venue where uh, Titania is hawking all of her beauty products. I love the like, you know, Jen says like snake venom lip plumper. She's like she's literally se- selling snake oil, and then. She's reading them off. She's like, beauty serum, beauty oil, beauty tonic. And she's like, how are these not exactly like the same exact things? Yeah. Right. And I just so identify like anytime like I have to go into Sephora with my wife or something. I just look <laughs> at those things and I'm like, what the fuck is even in this stuff? I liked in the episode too, whenever they were, uh, there was that reference whenever they were talking to the drip broker and doing the consultation the first time. And, you know, she came in as She-Hulk, but then Nikki got her to, to shrink it down to normal size. And she, she kept talking about like, yep, smaller, smaller. Just like talking about how like little Jen was. <laughs> yeah. And then 
at the end of the episode, towards the end of the episode, whenever she goes to get the drink with uh, Mallory Brooke, like Jen looked so little because she <laughs> she had all the the of course the She Hulk suit on, but she was sitting, and then like Mallory Brooke was standing, like towering over Jen. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I guess that's just kind of play into that her being little again. Well, not just that, Jeremy, but I I was gonna mention as well like how i think mallory brooke like the actress whoever plays her is just like a very big woman because when they're walking <laughs> into court as she hulk yeah. uh, you can tell that she's like very tall <laughs> and i was just like holy cow yeah that's what i noticed on the them walking out of the steps i was like that woman's like almost at her shoulder if not a little above like she's almost as big as She-Hulk. Is that a mistake or what is that? But I mean, if she's like, like a big, a tall woman anyways, and then has heels on, which I assume she does because of the way she dressed, yeah. then like, of course, that's going to make her tower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I they did do a good job of making like little Jennifer just look so <laughs> little. Like, <Yeah. laughs> That was cracking me up. <laughs> All right. So the power broker is fitting Matt Murdock as Daredevil. We saw the yellow cow. Drip, drip, drip broker. Yes. What did I say? Power, <laughs> Power broker? broker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's Sharon Carter. Who's the scroll? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the drip broker is, is suiting up Matt Murdock in his yellow cow. How awesome is that? Were y'all expecting that kind of a drop from this episode? Uh, no, I was, I was not. I, I, I wasn't even really expecting anything. I mean, I was, like with ev- every other episode, I was waiting just to, for the major thing to happen. Well, I guess not every other episode, but I was just waiting for the after scenes, after credits scene. And uh, yeah, that for that to kind of hit there, I was like, <gasps> and uh, and my wife was like, what? what? And I was like, that's Daredevil's helmet. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know that that series has already been like announced and everything, but it's still really cool to see it go ahead and start like really dripping in there pun intended dripping ha yeah i was just about to say (laughs) yeah i was really excited i was not expecting it and that makes sense why because i've been wondering like why does daredevil who's a you know all about hell's kitchen which is in new york coming to la and now it makes sense he's coming to pick up his suit i just think that's that's a nice way to bring him in yeah i was kind of surprised he didn't have it mailed like yeah i don't know it just, it seemed a little odd, but I mean, it said on the tag for pickup or whatever the case uh-huh. was. So, I mean, yeah, he's, and all the leaks have shown him being there and in his yellow suit and all that jazz. So, I think we'll get a Daredevil Frogman showdown. Yes. I think that <laughs> may be who they're fighting is Frogman, which is going to be hilarious. What, uh, Another cameo team up. Yeah, exactly. So how hyped are you? Because you're the big Daredevil fan. Like, I'm the Spider-Man, but you like the Daredevil. <laughs> how hyped are you? Let's let's hear how you want to go on about this. So I, I was excited about it. Like, I love the yellow costume. I don't think it ever gets enough play. In fact, like every iteration of Daredevil, like I've loved, like I love the Ben Affleck yellow uh, red suit. I thought that was an awesome suit he had. I love the Charlie Cox Man Without Fear, black, like, ensemble that he did there. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And so I'm I'm very curious as how they do this yellow suit because I feel like this is a hard, difficult suit to pull off. 
And so I'm kind of worried about how they do it. I think the cow looks awesome. And so I'm excited. Like, I, that's got me kind of hyped and excited. And it looks a lot like his Netflix cow. So I'm cool. I'm down with that. But I don't want his Netflix suit like to just have yellow accents on it now. Like, I want this to be a totally different suit. I don't want I, I don't want it just to be a repaint. Like, that's mm. going to throw me completely off because I don't think like his suit was not made for like his suit wasn't made to be the black and ye- the red and yellow. Like to me anyways. Now they may show it and I may be like, oh, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> and then that would be fine. <laughs> but Charlie Cox is like, like that's my Daredevil. I think he did an awesome job. Honestly, I like Ben Affleck's Daredevil as well. I think that just had poor writing in it. I think that was its biggest downfall because of the whole stupid like, let's fight on a seesaw. Like that's just dumb. I don't know why you did that. I'm not hip on Jennifer Garner's uh, Electra, but I've not found an Electra yet that I liked either. So I didn't even like the Netflix Electra. But yeah, I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm ready for Daredevil. I love it. So super hype. So is there whenever you're saying it's, it'd be hard to pull off the yellow suit? Is there does it have the yellow suit have like a big storyline in the comics necessarily? First six issues are his yellow suit. Like his first ever appearance? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, his first ever appearance was Daredevil 1. Second, I think, was a Spider-Man book. And then you had Daredevil 2 through issue 6. All those, he had the red and yellow suits. From 7 on, he's had the red. And he's had different iterations after that as well. And then there was the Jeff Loeb story that I believe that was called Yellow and he was back in his yellow suit. So yeah, like there, there's that's not really been a focus suit that they've done a lot with, but like it's just I don't know I just I personally just love it. So I got you. It's just something different. It's just like I don't have any is I have I say any I have very little issues of Daredevil Volume One. Uh, I have lots. I have like keys that are in that issues, and that's really it. So if I was to collect anything from really Daredevil One outside of keys, it would be those first six issues. That's what I would go for. Really? Mm. I'm sure those are pretty hard to find. So. No, you could find them, but now they're like pricey because everybody's like, oh, these have been slept on. So including myself, like I slept on them. So, yeah, I mean, where I could get like a Daredevil one for a couple hundred dollars that's in like an okay grade back in the day. Like now it's several thousand dollars. So, jeez, yeah, it's it's insane. But that is the market we live in right now. So yeah. eventually one day I'll be, you know, 70, 80 years old, and I'll get my Daredevil <laughs> one. <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe those uh, those Sam Wilson as Captain America will go up in price, and you can sell some of those Cash to in. buy it. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes. Those in the Young Avengers number two. I go for that as well. So just because Young Avengers one is already out of place. It's already gone. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's it. What do y'all got? What else y'all got? That's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Well, Jeremy, what do you got coming up? Where can I find you at? Uh, well, they can find me on Twitch. Uh, I was streaming a little bit of Destiny the other day, uh, trying to run through a dungeon. But um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll I'll get back on that Guardians of Galaxy here. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you can find me on there under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. Nice. 
Richard, you got anything coming up? Where can I find you at? Uh, no, nothing coming up. Uh, you you can uh, if you want to contact me directly, you can contact me via Twitter. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly? We have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comically comics podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see us on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, we are under the Comically Comics Podcast banner. The tubes. The tubes. The tubes. <laughs> I think by the time this comes out, let's see, two Thursdays from then, I'll be on the Comic Kingpin's YouTube channel uh, showing off some hauls. So if you're interested in seeing that, come join me there. Also, I've been nominated for two categories in the Comic Book Community Awards. So if you go to cbcawards.org, then you can see where you can vote. There's 22 categories there. And um, yeah, I'm in two of them. So you should see other YouTubers that you enjoy there as well. But go cast your votes. Whether it's me or somebody else, go cast votes. So go support the YouTube community, comic book community anyways. But yeah, outside of that, you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on uh, YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, thank you. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Moisture is the essence of 